again um so in this episode um i'm going to be like strictly talking about dialysis because um i want to give you some dialysis tips that i greatly wish i had learned um prior to going on dialysis so yeah um i'm gonna be completely honest i've forgotten a lot about the renal diet so i'm not going to be able to give you like the best tips on what to eat um, I'm not a nutritionist anyway, so I would suggest you talk to a nutritionist about that. But yeah, um, if you don't know me, um, hi, I'm Talia, because this episode might reach people that aren't in my audience, so hello, I'm Talia. I am 19, I'm going to be 20 in three months, so like, I have to get used to saying that. But yeah, um, I was diagnosed with kidney failure when I was 13 years old, so um, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. Uh, I was on dialysis for two years before I got a transplant. Um, so yeah, I would say I'm pretty well versed in the dialysis world, being that I was that person in the dialysis chair. Um, and I should specify that I was on hemodialysis, um, and I went to an outpatient center, um, and I had a central line. So um, hopefully that will kind of give you some background information about me and like help you understand where I'm coming from. So um, these tips are specifically um, tips that I wish I had knew, known oh, um, and for hemodialysis with a central line. Um, I do not have any information about what helps with fistulas. Um, that just was never something that I had so I can't really give you advice on that so this is very much central line focused. Um, but yeah, a central line and outpatient focused, um, yes, so, but if I have any other tips, I would, I, I would love to hear other people's advice and, like, get other people talking about dialysis tips that they wish they knew, they had known, so, but let's get on with it. Um, given the fact that I was obviously outpatient and pediatric, um, and every dialysis center is different, but one of the first things that I ever did when I got to my dialysis center was get weighed. Um, I think this is pretty common for most dialysis centers or any procedure um, of dialysis, um, except for really 24-hour dialysis or continuous dialysis, is that they weigh you because they want to see how much fluid you've lost after the dialysis treatment after you've been dialyzed so let's talk about the trickiness and some of the hurdles I would have to get over when they were weighing me so um they often ask you to weigh without shoes on typical medical practice because shoes can be really heavy um which I didn't notice until I had muscle atrophy from being in the hospital for 24 days which is not my longest day but um being in the hospital for 24 days and then I put on these clunky boots that I came to the hospital with and I was like oh my god these are the heaviest shoes I could have worn to the hospital anyway that's a little side note um but yeah they often ask you to take your shoes off and I don't know how common this is to everyone else but as a little 13 year old uh going to dialysis and wanting to look cute for school because i wanted to look cute for school and i had to go to dialysis later i just wore whatever shoes i wanted to wear which my shoe wardrobe shoe collection mainly consisted of converse chuck taylor's whatever you want to call them sneakers with laces 
which is not the most efficient shoe to wear when you're going to be weighed because you have to take them off and then you have to put them back on and I just didn't love intera interacting with the germs on my shoes um, especially in like a dialysis environment so my biggest tip for weighing is to get slip-on shoes and then also um, have a have socks on um, either have socks on or have socks in your bag that you can just put on or maybe you can even ask for hospital socks that you can just put on so when you're on the scale it's not your bare feet touching the scale but also um, it just makes it much easier to get your shoes on and off um, without the hassle of having to tie and untie shoes um, yeah it just makes it easier whatever just get a shoe that you feel is easy to take on and put on take off and put on sorry yeah so um slides sandals um even boots with a zipper would have been easier than my sneakers you know but also pick a comfortable shoe um and at the end of the day like you're going to dialysis so um personally it's comfort over fashion for me but I've recently gotten some really comfortable shoes that um, were also pretty stylish if I do say so myself um, that you just slide on and you kick off when you're done with them um, and I wear them to all my doctor's appointments now no matter when I'm getting weighed that's also just a good thing to have like especially during the pandemic where I don't want to touch anything um having slip-on shoes is clutch like literally it comes in handy so much and then i just put my little no-show socks on because i'm always being weighed so boom i don't have to touch the shoes and it's just it's really a much nicer experience and um i'm just telling this to anyone who may have overlooked it because i overlooked it for a long time because i was like i don't want it to mess up my outfit um, black shoes go with um, almost every outfit so if you could get a pair of black slip-ons I would highly recommend it um, so I'm trying to like go into the process of dialysis um, so that was the first thing that I wish I had known um, next thing is for me personally get a quarter zip top um, because again i put style over function and i was mostly going to dialysis after school so i had cute shirts on but if you have time to like just throw on another top or a stretchy top that won't tug at your central line that is my second greatest piece of advice for you well that's actually even better than the slip-on shoes is get a quarter zip so a quarter zip is a top that will have like the little zipper um in the chest area and it's absolutely ideal and perfect and made for a situation like dialysis when you have a central line because all you do is unzip it you take your port out and you let them hook you up to dialysis and nothing's tugging or pulling there's tons of workout gear that has um what's it called quarter zips um, and I loved it. I would usually go to dialysis in, when I wasn't in school. It was sweats and quarter zips, tons of workout gear, um, all the time. 
like athleisure did not have anything on me I would fully be in sweatpants and like a nice stretchy workout shirt um and they are also really helpful because some of you might have experienced fluctuations in weight because dialysis is a tricky process but it also um doesn't just like when you're going through a dialysis it's affecting other parts of your body because your kidneys have shut down so it affects a lot so weight gain and weight loss is really common so for me one of another great tip was just wearing stretchy clothes that will not look crazy on you if you lose weight and also be totally fine if you gain weight so um stretchy loose fitting clothes that you can still style really well if you care about style because I'm going to dialysis um and you know style is important at some point at some, some times and you can definitely be stylish on dialysis but for me it was like I'm going to dialysis if anybody's going to judge me please save it because I frankly do not I didn't ask for your judgment and I don't care about your judgment so I'm going to be comfortable and that if that means I'm mix matching patterns then so be it um, so yeah, get a comfortable pair of shoes that you do not mind taking on and off and then get um, clothes that make it easier for you to access your port. Whether And if you have a fistula, um, I know it's common for them to be in the forearm, um, get a shirt that you can roll up your sleeve or just it's it gives easy access to your forearm. Now, going back to the tip about shoes this is like so when i did this in dialysis all my nurses who've been there for years decades said they'd never seen anybody do this before and i'm gonna be honest i felt like a mini genius when i did it but if you were like me and um you didn't love taking your shoes on and off all the time um i would i would put my shoes on the scale and so I could know how much my shoes weighed all the time so I could deduct that weight from my dry weight my sorry about that but um yeah definitely weigh your shoes if you can weigh them at home even better I personally this is you know what he asked for this information but I don't love weighing myself um, I, can, I have a personality where I can tend to fixate on numbers, so it's just better for me not to have a scale at home. But weigh your shoes so that when you're having those days where you really just don't want to take off your shoes, you can deduct whatever, um, whatever your shoes weigh from your weight, from your weight at the beginning of dialysis and then at the end of dialysis. It is so... Oh, when I did this, it was very, very helpful for me because, again, like I said, I had not just like any Converse, the high top Converse, not the ones to the knee, but like high top Converse, the usual classic Chuck Taylors. Um, so they had a little bit more fabric, so they weighed a little bit more. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, it weighed like 1.2 kilos, which was crazy um kilograms like that's like two pounds oh yeah no that makes sense um yeah i forgot um yeah yeah so um 
at least in my dialysis center, they always use kilos instead of pounds. I know that a lot of medical places um, prefer to use the metric system. But um, get on a phone or something and you can easily convert any weight into a different measurement, which is really helpful. So I knew how much my shoes weighed no matter what. Um, yeah, so that was really helpful for me. Um, just making note of how much your shoes weigh. And then if they're a really light shoe, like, it won't make that much of a difference. Maybe, you know, some doctors are more strict on dry weight than others. So you never really know. Um, yeah. So that's another tip I have. Um, and uh, this is, what, the fourth tip? Um, know what your, know, like, the values of your port. So, on um, mine were blue and red. I don't know if they come in other colors, but that was, um, I knew the value of the blue one and the value of the red one, um, the two access port, the two little, I don't know, the two, what would you call them? The two lines of the port that would eventually go into which they would dialyze me from um right now i am looking for because i actually saved it on my notes app um so i could know like how the value of my port um just because it was something that um sometimes came up sometimes didn't come up um because what was it you know, sometimes when um, they tape it or just wear and tear of having it on your body 24-7, um, the values sometimes wear off. So for me, it was just really useful, there it is, to have um, the values of the V and A lines. V for me was blue, A was red. I think it's, um, I could try to get all, like, medical on it because I am a nursing student, but I'm not going to try because I don't want to get it wrong. But I have had three ports in my lifetime. Um, that is a whole nother story. But I've had three ports and I actually have the details of all three of them in my notes app. Um, the last time I edited this note was... 2016 which makes sense because um i got my transplant in 2016 so these were the last notes i had about um my port details and because again like i said wear and tear happens um and sometimes the ink will rub off um on the port so i just kept a note of what the values were because sometimes my dialysis would technicians would ask me if they couldn't really see it because you know it was right on my chest and they didn't really want to fond on my chest obviously um so they would just ask me to look at it and i had no problems with that um it's also just a really good thing to know sometimes um the values of your port so that's something um that's another little tip i have that was number four right or number yeah i can, i'm i'm sorry i've lost track already but yeah so that's the port thing um other tips i would say is just like keep yourself occupied which i know is like kind of like a dumb moment but um 
try to figure out what things you can do. I know personally that it can be really loud in dialysis and I couldn't ever really do um, what society deems productive, which is like getting homework done for me or like work done for anyone else. Um, maybe just find some time to like enjoy watching something. Um, I, I'm, yeah, like just find something that brings you joy because it can be a really depressing three to four to five even hours. So, um, yeah, I, I know that not everyone can do this, but having a buddy come with you to dialysis who is free is really awesome, um, which probably isn't capable, you're not capable of doing that now, but maybe, um, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna plug my computer in because it's dying. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be as professional as possible. Uh, maybe FaceTiming someone. Have a chat with people. Um, you know, and people can have like designated chat times. That's that's also can be really helpful. Um, but find what works for you. Um, yeah, I know in my dialysis center they had the TVs, but watching TV for three hours can be a little exhausting. Um, I did ask for child life in my dialysis center because I was a pediatric patient, which I don't believe my dialysis center has child life anymore because funds are allocated in ways that I do not understand um but yeah um basically what we would do is play games we would also just having someone to talk to like I said before um play games do art something that was distracting and made the time go by faster um was really helpful now we all know that they take blood pressure during dialysis and um depending on who you are your biological makeup um no but your physiology um my blood pressure tend to drop during dialysis um with one specific medication so having a snack is pretty um great to have during dialysis i would say um uh yeah just having a snack because my yeah my blood pressure was often drop and they would and the nurses would literally tell my mom hey could you go give her a snack that was salty so her blood pressure doesn't drop anymore um i also know that like it's easy to feel dehydrated after a dialysis because it's sucking your fluid out um and the i had never really found a way to handle fluid management because i my mom used to call me a fish when I was little because I drank so much water. Um, the one thing my nephrologist, the advice they gave to me was to freeze grapes and then chew on them. That was mainly for the summertime. Um, yeah, I don't know how much that would work for other people. I'm not a big grape person, but I loved eating frozen blackberries and, um blackberries not cranberries um because you can't eat cranberries during dialysis raspberries is what i was thinking of um yeah and like other other frozen fruit i enjoyed or just like sucking on an ice cube don't eat the ice cube don't chew on the ice cube why do i say that because i got teeth sensitivity from that because i was like i can't drink anything so what am i gonna do chew ice cubes um, and right, and my dad watched me chew an ice cube once and he was like, that's gonna ruin your teeth. And I was like, no, it's not. I've been doing this for years. And guess what it did? It made me sensitive. Um, also some of my medications did that, but yeah. Um, one thing I would also say to have on you 
no matter who you are um, regardless of dialysis or not is like knowing your meds so personally what I do is um, not only have I memorized my meds and all my meds are on my my chart but I write them down frequently um, when I was being admitted a lot I ha I just wrote them down in a notebook and I would take that notebook with me quite often um, yeah so also just like the health app on the iPhone um, setting up your medical ID I would say is a great thing because um, if you and this goes for um, any any type of phone you have I can only speak to iPhones but just having it on your notes app whatever um, just having a physical copy of all your medications the dosage and what times you take them can be really helpful um, and then I was gonna say something else I forgot what I was saying but yeah just always having like a documentation of your medications if you can of course these are all on, um, up to your ability so yeah um, of course I would also suggest knowing your blood type um, but I figured you probably do already but knowing your blood type um, is pretty helpful as well uh, there's like so many tips that I could share oh um really being really conscious about the renal diet um obviously is super helpful reading I mean for me personally it was easier to just eat homemade things than to um even go out to eat or eating prepackaged things that I didn't really know everything that was in it um, obviously the big three that you have to stay away from are potassium, phosphorus, and sodium, um, which in my dialysis center, my old dialysis center, they had, um, great infographics posted everywhere of, like, things that are high in sodium, potassium, phosphorus that you can't really eat. Um, I know dairy is, like, a huge no-no because it's high in phosphorus. And, um, I wasn't on phosphate binders for a long time and then I wasn't- oh, phosphate binders are horse pills. Um, which, great. That brings me to, um, another tip that I- I'm a little ashamed to say I just discovered this now, but like, hey, um, if you find it hard to take pills, um, this might not be for you, but, so, during the summer of- 2020 yes that that summer um i discovered that i can take my morning pills which are like seven eight pills all in one gulp um and i discovered this because i was having really horrible abdominal pain issues and what i used to do was take each pill one by one because that's how i learned to do it in the hospital um and I, and I don't know if this is obvious or not but I wasn't a big pill taker at like 12 before I was diagnosed and then later on had my wondrous pill journey um but yeah and so I would put because I got so good at taking those giant horse pills when I put all my little pills together and just took them in one gulp it was nothing um, so if you are prone to taking the big horse pills and you want to you um, take as little water as possible to handle your fluid intake, um, yeah, I would definitely suggest putting all your little pills in like your hand and then dumping them back 
Um, this might be obvious to some and it wasn't obvious to me, so I don't know who it's obvious to, so I'm gonna give you this advice. Um, yeah, so I take all my little pills now. It's literally, I don't take my pills any other way. Um, I take all my little pills, put them in my hand, dump them, and then just take a swig of any beverage, and then I'm good to go for the day. Um, yeah. Uh, that's the biggest thing. I, like, I can swallow pills dry if I'm really desperate, but, like, I don't understand how other people can do it. Especially with those horse pills, but I will say that if you take horse pills and and you're not like utterly wrecked after um i believe in you that you can take um a bunch of little pills but of course only do this to what you know you can do do not push yourself i am not suggesting that in the slightest um only go at your own pace and what you can handle um yeah I will probably, I'm going to keep racking my brain for other dialysis tips. Um, let's see if I can think of any. So this one isn't specifically a dialysis tip. It's just a good tip um, regardless. But journaling is super duper helpful. So um, a lot of the times doctors will ask you, well, when did you have a symptom of this? And then I'll, I used to, I, well, not used to. I still sometimes I'm like, I have no idea. I didn't keep track. And then especially in these days with the pandemic, it's, I really don't. The days are all melding together. Every day is the same day. We are in a continuous version of the movie Groundhog's Day. So it can be really hard to um, differentiate the days, number one and number two remember all the symptoms you've been experiencing and doctors can sometimes ask for in-depth um rec re no recounts recreations recollate rec what <laughs> um recollection there we go that's the word they can ask for in-depth recollections of the symptoms you've experienced so i would suggest journaling your symptoms whatever they are um also taking pictures super helpful um i took pictures of my swollen feet and um i just did it to do it one day i was not thinking about the um after effects it would have but i'm very thankful that i did that it never came in use medically because they would see my swollen feet but um it was really helpful for me to um know when my feet are swollen and when they're not and it could have come in handy if i wanted to show doctors but um definitely keeping a good record of all the symptoms you have uh you don't have to be too anal about it but uh having a record of your not only your symptoms but your blood pressure now this was something that they asked me to do was to recount all my blood pressures to them um and they told me to take my pressure before meds and then two hours after meds because the meds that i was on were like deemed to work after two hours but you know ask your doctor when they would like what kind of records they would want um that's another tip ask your doctor what they would because they don't if they don't see you every day ask what they would like to know is like going on with you so um my doctors were like blood pressure water intake 
if you can like recount if you can like know how much water you're intaking that's really helpful i would suggest um and by water i'm obviously saying water but no matter what beverage um keeping track of your fluid intake can be extremely helpful um and i was limited to a liter a day so that was very much a struggle for me um so yeah just keeping track of what you're drinking how much you're drinking all that great dialysis stuff but yeah definitely keeping documentation of the symptoms you've been feeling and um my biggest biggest tip is to advocate for yourself because doctors often a lot of I think the medical world is changing in this app in this um whoa my brain did brain fart but um a lot of the they're changing to be more holistic in the sense of thinking about the patient but a lot of the time people were doctors were trained to only look at it as a textbook case um, and only treat the symptoms but you're treating a person there's a person there um and things could be connected or they could not be connected so my biggest advice to you is to advocate for yourself because you know your body these doctors are not always experts you know the i don't personally i don't think anybody can truly be an expert on the human body because so many things happen out of the blue we don't really know why if we don't know what the appendix does can anybody truly be an expert of the body you know what i'm saying so yeah um you are i just advocate for yourself because that's one thing i was taught to do and that's the one thing that saved my life honestly um especially if you are a person of color um or any uh, minority or marginalized group please advocate for yourself and it is okay to go for a second third fourth fifth sixth opinions um um but really make sure to even straight up tell doctors to their face check your bias because one thing I've noticed as a black woman and um, with my care and my mother's care, my grandparents' care, is that there are huge areas of neglect, especially if you are not well-versed in medical jargon, which if you're, you really don't need to be. Um, doctors should be able to explain things in layman's terms to you. That is quite literally their job. So advocate for yourself, speak up for yourself. Um, there are too many people who have been victims of medical racism and medical just injustices or injustices. I'm not sure how you say the word, but advocate for yourself. Um, and don't be scared to advocate for yourself. Uh, I come from a family who my grandparents had the rhetoric that you don't ask questions to a doctor because the doctor knows it all. But if I hadn't asked questions I could be in a I would be in a much different place now um and if I hadn't been adamant about my care I would have lost my transplant that's a whole another story that I've probably gone on to detail I know I've gone into detail about it um in a previous episode but that it like 
advocate for yourself because you know what your body's feeling and going through. Even if it's the first time experiencing it, if you feel that something's wrong, ask them what's the hurt of doing a blood test? What is the hurt of doing a non-invasive test to just ease my anxieties and prove that nothing actually is wrong? That's that's my saying. It's not my saying, but that's what I have learned and definitely agreed to. Um, I literally almost went home with a leaking kidney transplant. So take it from me who, as someone who did it. It's really hard to advocate for yourself, especially as a young person, especially with certain doctors who do not have the hospitality and bedside manner to actually be doctors. Um, but advocate for yourself if I think sometimes nurses can be the best people they um, are often the ones who see you even more than the doctors so you know letting your nurse know um, yeah and just be aware that you're not a bother to anyone you are putting your priorities straight and in order your health is your priority so if you want to call that nurse a third fourth fifth time go ahead and do that please be gracious and nice to them um, you know, use that at your own discretion because sometimes, listen, I could talk about nurses all day. I love nurses. I want to be a nurse, but not every person is cut out to be a nurse. Not every person is cut out to be a doctor either, but, um, advocate for yourself. Um, yeah. And in no way am I blaming anybody. I just want to make this clear. Um, I'm not saying that the reason injustice or racism happens is because people don't advocate for themselves. That is not what I'm saying at all. I'm just hoping that I can give this message to people who are afraid to advocate to themselves and do have that um, rhetoric that like the doctor knows all. I just want to encourage you to know that you know what your body's going through. Nobody can feel what you're going through but you. Um, and you shouldn't be ashamed and you shouldn't be afraid to ask for the care that you deserve. Um, just want to clarify because sometimes words can be twisted. Um, but yeah, those are my tips for dialysis and just an overall medical journey. Um, make notes of everything. Make notes of all the tests that you've been going through. Just having documentation and notes is super, super helpful. Um yeah and always so i don't know why but some doctors don't like to give you the results of your test unless they're bad so they'll like tell you they'll go in depth with why your test was bad but not why it was fine or good ask for that information if you would like to you know um yeah just it's your health so you have the right to ask questions um, and if you don't understand something, tell them you don't understand and ask them to explain it in a different way because, like I said before, that's what they're here for. Um, yeah. And don't be afraid. Here's the thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move so I can get really comfortable with saying this. I have been, I have been told that terrible technique is bad, whatever. But if you do not feel like you're getting the care or if you feel like you are being treated unfairly... There's no such thing as tattletaling because if you feel like something's wrong, I absolutely think you should go tell someone. That's absolutely what I think. So go ahead, do with 
what you will with the knowledge that I have shared upon you today. I hope it was helpful. Um, and I'm definitely going to make an episode talking about the renal diet. More specifically, I will do more research to talk about the renal diet because I have not. I mean, I'm six years post-transplant, so I really have like lost touch some with that part of me a little bit. Um, but it's it's always going to be a part of me. Like I'm always thinking about cheese and eating phosphate binders and stuff like that. So yeah, if you have any questions, tips and tricks that you want to ask me, um, please do. Oh, actually, I want to talk about your port and like dressing. Ooh, wait a minute. I yes. So this is what I forgot. Um, dressing is super important of course because you want to protect that central line now let's talk about it um sleeping with a central line is hard sometimes the summertime is the worst time to have a central line because let me tell you something my skin um i guess my skin produces a lot of oils or i really don't know but that tegaderm would peel off my skin in the summertime so don't be afraid to ask for extra tegaderm um of course clean your hands before you put it on but you're not like especially don't like touch the line don't take a tegaderm off without a medical professional there please um unless you've been it's been deemed okay for you um but yeah just put tegaderm over your existing tegaderm um or dressing uh, what however you call it um but if it's like peeling off put a put just put one on top of it it's it's difficult i understand that it is difficult um with the summertime it's really difficult having a central time central line in the summertime but i would definitely suggest um having backup tegaderm or just surgical tape um which can be really helpful and then sometimes my nurses would laugh at like how disheveled my tape was and i was like listen it was the weekend and it was hot in the summertime so i did not have anything to keep it on so i did i made do with what i had okay summertime all bets are off so um yeah that's my other tip is just like having the surgical tape extra tegaderm at home super 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 um useful and trying to think of any other dialysis things that i had in mind or just like central line medical tips and tricks that i have but that's about it um yeah uh i hope you are doing okay mentally physically spiritually in every aspect that you can be okay um I have gone through it and if you ever have questions for me please shoot them my way um yeah I am open and willing to answer whatever questions anybody has um go forth with this knowledge and be great I'm trying to think if there's anything else I could bestow upon you um I think there was something that I was thinking about and I was like I wish I had known this in dialysis I don't remember what it was, but I I won't. I'm not afraid to make a part two. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, I'm really stretching this out just in case I have anything else to say. I guess another tip I would have is like follow, um, 
people, influencers, content creators, whatever you really want to call them, follow people on social media who are also going through what you're going through and ask questions. Do not be afraid. I remember when I was 13, there was like nothing talking about pediatric dialysis. So I would straight up ask grown adults what their experience was. I went on Instagram, looked for someone that had hashtag dialysis and I asked them questions. Um, maybe don't do that the way I did it, but, um, don't be afraid to ask people questions is what I'm saying. Um, and I am giving you a platform to ask people questions. So maybe there's, will be people who also experience dialysis. So yeah, um, I hope this reaches you well. And yeah, just a research. I forgot. That's my other thing. Research, 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 research research is your bestest friend don't do too much research because you're gonna think you get cancer because webmd thinks everybody has cancer however funny story webmd um diagnosed me with kidney failure before i was actually diagnosed with kidney failure and of course i had that moment where i'm like there's no way webmd always says the worst things there's no way i actually have kidney failure well surprise you actually had kidney failure so yeah my mom would even tell the doctors that that's what our research showed and they'll be like uh webmd you know i'm not the biggest fan of self-diagnosis but if someone is telling you they're worried about something as a doctor you should look into it just it's like called um like relax like allay their concerns what is it I'm, i'm bad with phrases but like ease their qualms that's that's my new that's my new phrase ease their qualms ease their worries um because if it's if you're already getting blood tests it doesn't hurt to dis dismiss a diagnosis or a problem that could be happening so yeah research is your best friend these are all the tips i have to share for now um if i need to make another episode i will so thank you for listening um if you enjoyed this content please listen um don't forget um i hate saying this but um please rate like subscribe to this podcast um on whatever audio platform you're listening on i am grateful for you And yeah, I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks. Bye.